Kalis is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Welcome back to the Houston Dynapod podcast after a shitty weekend and a uh, another result taken away by <clears throat> fantastic officiating. We welcome Rudy Segura from Sportsbook Nation's Dynamo Theory, official Dynamo Theory podcast. Did I say all that right, Rudy? That's funny that you say sportsbook because, you know, I, at first I was like, what are you talking about? But, you know, everybody just mentions it as SB Nation, so. You can't throw me off there, but man, that, that was legit, legit intro. We go, we use proper, proper surnames on this show. We are 100% professional and everything is by the book. There you go. I like it. Nothing questionable. And I haven't, man, I haven't talked to you in, it's been it's, a while. It's been a bit, man. It's been too it's long. Seemed, it seemed like we were doing a bunch of them in a, at one point. And yeah, it's been a bit, but yes, um, uh, Rudy Segura right here. You guys probably seen tweets. And all kinds of random things from me on Twitter. But yes, we are part of the uh, SV Nation, Houston Dynamo Theory. Um, you can check out the website. We try to put as many articles, non-biased, of course. I think, I don't know if you uh, saw the one that Dustin Dustin had regarding the whole VAR system, which, I mean, it was a bad, bad, bad call. Uh, but we'll get into it, I'm sure. But, um, you know, yeah, that's, check- one of, that's one of the topics for sure. That's one of the... But the only things from the game I saw. Yeah. And uh, so, no, yeah, check out dynamotheory.com. Uh, and then we do have the podcast. We try to have one episode a week. And every now and then we get lucky enough to talk to some of the players. Uh, we're hoping to try to get someone on this week as well. So, you know, uh, keep an eye out, man. Yeah. I haven't yet talked to any of the players, but I've been stood up by an ex-player twice so far. Maybe if he hears this episode, he won't want to come on. I can't believe it's happened two times. It's ridiculous. It's like, should you feel lucky or, you know, or completely the opposite? I don't, I don't feel very, considering they reached out to me, I don't, I don't feel very lucky. I feel like I'm being fucking catfished is what I feel like. hundred percent. Yeah. So, man, you, oh, fuck, what did you say? You said something. No, I haven't read the article <clears throat> and I've seen all this stuff about VAR and lack of goal line technology in a professional league in the richest country in the world, we don't have a camera that can look and fucking see if a ball went all the way over, but we'll get to that. That's a big topic. That's the roar. That's the rage of Twitter, man. I'm done doing pregames. I'm done interviewing people from other podcasts because it's happened again. I've reached out to interview someone. One of the other ones, they got him. So it's like, fuck this. I'm done. I went out of my comfort zone. Next thing I know, everybody else starts doing it. I'm fucking done. I appreciate you guys for not doing it. Yeah, you that, <laughs> that, you know, it's funny because uh, um, article wise, we do reach out to a lot of the guys, you know, that, that do SV Nation especially. So I think uh, we were able to get the, the guy from BD or Big D Dallas or whatever their, their SV Nation thing is. Um, but those are fun. But yeah, I think. I think you started a good thread, man, and that you know people tend to always go for, for what sounds good to do, and yeah, they they did you wrong, Finn. You're the original. Everybody's trying to copy the good content, man. I'm oh, not all of it. I'm not I'm not that original. I just I was like, you know what? Because it's happened twice. I'm like, I'm just gonna move on. Hey, here's a new idea. I'm gonna completely stop my Houston Dynamo podcast. Run with that one if you like. Anybody who's listening, I'm actually not. But man, it's been. I didn't even want to fucking do one. Because after the last two matches, it's it's been very depressing. So we're going to jump into Portland first because I didn't I didn't do a post game. I did a pregame for RGB with Edson, which we know how that one went how it went how it was supposed to. Even though we looked like shit and did not play as well as we should have, but the Portland match we should have. I mean, okay, at the very least we should have tied. But I mean, how is that a second yellow card? How, I mean, on any planet, do you see that as a second yellow when guys on? Portland or even on Houston, they had harder first fouls that didn't result in yellows. Like, what did you did you think it was a yellow? I mean, the first one obviously was a yellow. The second one, it was one of those that you know you you have a six foot plus guy 
being teenager Davy next to a guy that is like what barely scratching five feet. I think so, teenage is six two, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's a tower compared to I believe it was Jimmy Chara who was the foul on, or you know, yeah. And so that's is one of those kind of like you know when in the NBA per se, you know that that happens often just because a guy's smaller and goes against someone bigger, they tend to always call some kind of foul. And I feel like that's basically what you saw there. There's no way, um, you know, Hadevi should have been beat, and he wasn't, but because he barely touched the player, that was a straight or another yellow, and it was BS, man. But Which is, mm-hmm. it's created a conundrum now. What is it? It's a one-match suspension, right? So he'll be back for Austin. Yeah, he'll, he'll be back for Austin. Um which, uh, you know, once we get there, there's going to be maybe a couple players out being Quintero or uh, Vera on the next match. So, Why? Injuries, man. Uh, who, got, who got hurt? I saw Vera went down. Quintero went down late in the first uh, half, and he had to get out, or they subbed him out. Yeah, and then uh, Vera from, like, maybe the minute 65th, on it looked like he was playing with a knock so he had to come out too because of injury so you know they those can be some pretty devastating losses for this upcoming match especially if you're like me and uh you know you're watching the dallas game um in the sense of you saw who he started and who was in the bench and you were kind of like we're kind of screwed if we have to make any kind of urgent substitutions and that's kind of what happened man yeah, because once you lose Quintero, you lose that big creator. Because as much as we want to say it's Coco, it's not. It's it's Darwin Quintero. And then when Vera goes down, you take a step back with Darwin Soren. I didn't know that. I didn't, guys. I didn't watch any of the match. And I would look. I was in the forest with my beautiful, beautiful girlfriend. And as like I told Rudy before the show, we were we took mushrooms and had we had the wildest sex I've ever had. It was absolutely out of this world. So I was doing that. Actually, I was probably recovering from that Saturday um, because we got home mid-afternoon. I took a nap. I woke up. I went to look at the game thinking it started at 4.30. Then I see the final, 2-1. to one. Then I jump on Twitter, and I go, oh, fuck this. I got on Twitter, and I saw what happened, and I said, oh, no. This is two weeks in a row that these motherfuckers from this racist, I'm calling them racist. It's got to be, okay? Because the DB is an African, and Memo is a Mexican-American. From this racist professional referee organization it's the only reason behind it it can't be a hatred of houston actually you know what it must be because we are the most diverse city in the country so i think the real reason they're racist it's the fucking it's the fucking mls wing of the kkk it's what it is (laughs) infiltrating the hipster section to convert y'all via fucking bullshit ass second yellows and non-goals fucking it's, it's it's what it is it's the kkk they're branching out fuck these guys i oh which, you know, that second yellow card has repercussions because now we start Ethan Bartlow at the left center back. And I really hope that there's nobody. I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen anybody saying Bartlow over Hadebe. And I, it's, I don't think it should be that way. I mean, do you see any reason for there to be a discussion about that position? No, of course not. I think uh, it took Hadebe a little bit, you know, to get into form. And uh, he owns that left sided of the center backs man so i mean would be shocked if it's not uh parker and hadavis starting against uh the broccoli on saturday but you know to to your point you know we were um we got on a bus with the supporters actually with you know i think sean was sean was there but sean drove so i think that's kind of weak he didn't want to be a part of the bus but uh he uh you know it's a pretty good amount of people that went to go watch the game and Finn, you know, I've been to many matches. Uh, I've probably only been to like a handful of away matches. Um, but this one, man, it was just felt different. Like it was just a huge roller coaster of emotions, man. It was, uh, you know, the team was playing so good. Quintero was just destroying the other team. Uh, they couldn't even put, one or two passes together. Palarola just kept crying about every long ball or every time he thought it was a foul. And obviously when we went up first, it was great. And then surely, like I mentioned, you know, the injury, you know, when they started making substitutions, there was nobody really you could put in. I think my biggest knock was the fact that Pasher ended up starting 
Um, not that I don't like Pasture, but I feel like he's the best. You know, he's kind of like the super sub um, that you have in case, you know. You yeah, need- I agree with that. I've yeah. said that before. I, I like – I wish we had someone like him to replace him, but we don't. We have Corey Baird who has gotten a raw deal because he's been so and and not good. I, and I think you kind of wish that, you know, uh, Daguinho would be that, right? To For Daguinho to kind of step in into – uh, another guy that can come from the bench and just uh, up up the motor that is kind of slowly fading during the you know sixty minutes of the match. But anyways, the only reason I was bringing that up is because the our supporter section man was like so you know up high, uplifting, uh, ninety minutes of just you know shouting. We're probably the loudest group there. I know like the their supporters were completely diagonal from us was the um, was the stadium pretty full it was on our side which is kind of odd but it because the, the the side that we were on had the most people and it's funny because it's usually the opposite the other side on the because there's really no no covering right there's there it's worse than uh pnc you know there's really no their, no kind of shade their stadium sucks like all around it's like and you know good about it it's getting better. I was there in 2018 and they've done some modifications, but it's, yeah, it's still not the best. It's a pit hole. Uh, and so, you know, there's really no covering, but overall, man, it was so quiet. Like, you know, the, whether it be El Batallon, the search, Texanian army people, Vandera Negra, all the people that were there, were probably the loudest for 87 minutes. And then once they scored, you felt the atmosphere change. And sure enough, you know, it's like that, ecstasy of just people getting super riled up with that two one and just feeling feeling free defeated uh but anyway that's how it goes i mean we're not good away so it's not like we were thinking we were gonna win but you know you you're so close yet so far away finn did okay so did anybody get so drunk on the bus ride home they threw up you know i i stayed away from the restrooms on the bus but they kept saying it smelled like crap actually you know who said that uh, your buddy Rob, Rob Sip, was like somehow he ended up he some somehow he ended up uh on the front. And uh yeah, he he was <laughs> yeah, he uh he ended up in the front and I heard him uh basically just mention the fact that I love him. It, it smelled like poop. Yeah, I love did he say so, poop? Did yeah, I, poop. I'm pretty sure he said poop. I don't think he cusses. No, no I'm I'm no. pretty sure he said poop. Which is one of the reasons I love Rob. Now the bus ride home, I'm sure it was was shit. It must have been quiet and dejected. Fuck, man. It's it was just not a good week. Like I saw Tottenham drew with Brentford and then Arsenal won and passed him up. And then this shit. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to fucking do one of these. Here I am fucking powering through for all the other weirdos that listen to the show. You know, and I think the biggest, the biggest issue apart from, you know, obviously we have Austin. And I, you know, I've got into the discussion with a lot of the guys from Dynamo Theory. And some of us just hate Austin mostly because of their fan base. You know, they're just so obnoxious. And then the Dallas hate is always going to be there. I think, you know, it's it's obviously longer history. Uh, you know, we've got titles over them and why not. But at the same time, they're getting like they're starting to spend money. I mean, they're trying to see something. I, I don't I hope that in my lifetime to never win a championship. But the the rivalry I hope is a there. fucking earthquake opens up Dude, their next home no match. Kidding. I hope when FC Dallas plays Austin in Austin, a fucking sinkhole opens up a Q2 and swallows every last one of you motherfuckers. That's what I that's how much I like them. Now I do. I hate them more than Dallas. I hate their fans more because, like you said, they are obnoxious, which is ironic coming from me, but I know I'm obnoxious. These fucking people don't even understand how daft that means stupid how daft they are. And that was, you know, me making fun of them, how fucking stupid they are because they like, they think we are, we are big, we are huge. And it sucks because they've played a cupcake schedule. They've had a lot of home matches and now they're going to go on the road and they like us. They don't have a lot of depth, which, but we're going to get to Austin and how much I hate them. One thing I was, you know, the goal line camera and VAR, I don't want to talk about it a lot. We should have goal line technology. Well, let me let me butt in on that one because so I was mentioning you and 
not to uh, do another cheap plug, but if you check Dynamo Theory, uh, you know, uh, Dustin did a very good job of kind of analyzing what happened and, and the sense of digging into the fact that, you know, obviously MLS has national broadcast, right? As in EAs, whether it be ESPN, whether it be Univision, whoever is doing, a, you know, a match. And all of the, you know, pe- people that they do or, you know, the, the I don't even know. And they're not really vendors. I can't think of the name. But <laughs> but basically, like, if you're in ESPN, ESPN has some of that stuff. They have goal line technology or cameras said. But Univision didn't. I think they mean where it automatically consents when the ball has crossed the line. Right. But it was just even the cameras. You know, obviously, EPL has the sensor on the ball itself. Yeah. That, but, but I mean, that's that's why don't we have that? Apparently, it's way too expensive. And you have clubs like NYFCFC that doesn't even have a freaking stadium of their own. You know, the well, rent is cheap. I mean, they don't. Have- yeah. And they've played in, I think, five or six different home uh stadiums man this season imagine that there's been eight games and they've already played in five different home stadiums that's ridiculous and then obviously they get that tiny little banner saying they're champions that's even more depressing yeah but- it, was, it was very <laughs> small hey when it comes to banners guys size does matter it doesn't very- fuck, doesn't matter how hard you wave a banner of that size ain't nobody <laughs> fucking paying attention yeah, and so, you know, being there, being live, as soon as the free kick happened and I saw Memo, obviously, was the one going to take it since Quintero was out. I, I looked at my dad and I was like, here it comes. It's going to be a goal. And sure enough, I you saw from our perspective, especially because we were kind of behind the goal. Like goal. Uh, it was a goal. It was a goal. And a, you can clearly see the ball is over the line in one of these photos. And, and the people, you know, our buddies that were in our group chat, you know, they were watching the game at home. They were just telling us how, like, the commentators and, you know, uh, were just calling in a goal, you know, in real time. And they were just expecting for the, you know, BAR to, you know, confirm that it was a goal. And that was a big, you know, shift on momentum because that could have been 2-0. Um, so was it, was it called a goal at first? No, it wasn't. I okay, don't even so know then, what the then, hell they so called. Then, so then if they didn't call a goal, then it has they have to have convincing evidence Correct. to overturn it. And that's what they came up with. There and wasn't enough evidence. But like, how do we not have of, the right angle? Exactly. Because of lack of cameras. Like, dude, you're in a Toyota stadium. No matter what it is, even if it's a crappy stadium, it's a soccer-specific stadium. You should be able to have the cameras. We're, you know, a goal. Especially, and I think about what, what made it much worse was the fact that the ref didn't even go to look at, at a VAR. You know, he never called VAR. He never went and looked at it himself. So even if the decision was being made already, that from what they were able to see in their cameras that they had, it wasn't a goal. That, I think that that's what made, you know, fans like myself so mad and pissed at the fact that those are very questionable calls, you know? There, shouldn't, it, it, there should be something to take the objectivity out of it meaning you should not have an interpretation we should have it to where you can tell plain and simple if it's a goal or not if you want to be taken seriously you need to have something like that also um i had to delete your second plug at the end because you used it in the middle to talk about the article that take that one out so you don't you don't have to say not another cheap plug because i'm counting that shit against you so we took that one out at the end okay Dustin, why is Dustin writing articles? Doesn't he have like he's got like testing to coordinate or something? He's got something to do. Nah, man, he, he's very talented. He used to run a different website called Total MLS, and uh, a lot of the guys kind of branch it out. And and you know, there's guys that either are with the Seattle people or they work for MLS. And uh, yeah, this guy, this guy is pretty dang good. Uh, and I'll tell you what, he he can read standardized tests to kindergartners like it's nobody's business yes do you, no, do you know what that means oh yeah yeah <laughs> i've met him i don't even think he knows it have we talked about that before no no but i'm sure yeah i mean he works for a district a school district as well so yeah then the district i worked for we did some some cross district stuff yeah we crossed paths once upon a time 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, cool guy. I, you know, I was wondering, looking at this lineup, because as I told you, everybody I didn't watch the game. There was no Zeka. They left Dorsey and they pulled Karaskia for Junka, who I understand you're playing for set pieces. He's a big boy and he, he's shown he can use his head. But there was no Zeka. And I'm, I'm thinking, why not? I, Griffin Dorsey thus far has been better than Zeka, but Griffin Dorsey after 90 minutes, I mean, he looks tired after like 40. He's sweating pretty profusely, you know? So to not see Zeka, maybe it was Nagamura subbing out, you know, Karaski to me kind of looks like waving the white flag, but I don't know. What was your vibe towards the end? Were we, were we pushing? Did we press at the end? Uh, no, man, it was all uh, FC Dallas, like probably minute 75. Honestly, no, as I mean, after as... they scored, after they scored the second goal. Like, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We were we weren't necessarily backing all the way back or yeah, backing off to like a really low defensive scheme. Um, but it, it it didn't look as great anymore. Even I uh, believe Thor did come in, but there wasn't much happening offensively like i said losing Quintero so early on yeah uh, we had two shots on target and i think one thing that i didn't mention i mentioned the two injuries that are probably not going to be there but the one or two that was he was at least two times injured to the fact that they, the trainers had to come out was steve clark he Whoa. he had yes i know exactly the dude had like three or four like superman uh, you know, saves and he just did not look like he was, uh, you know, foot held. And, you know, the goals came after the fact that he was injured, you know, and the trainers looked at him a couple of times. So who knows what that's going to look like. Like I said, there was a lot of that. Dallas basically just, you know, wore all the players out to the fact that, you know, they had to either get out because of injury or, I don't know, man. It was just not like a good feeling at the end of the match. It's the first time in a while I've looked at the stat line and been like, that doesn't look right. That's not how we've looked where we were beaten across the stat line. We haven't, that's been done one time and we won that match. That was against uh, San Jose. And and I'm telling you, if you, I mean, not sure how you can get to watch those games. And we talked about the fact that everything's don't want to watch it. It's just restricted, but but the team looks so good in the first half, man. Like they're just playing so much better than FC Dallas. And once Quintero got hurt, you're kind of like, okay, what the hell do we do next? You know? And they, they tried. I mean, I, I was, I was so hoping they would get at least a point that uh 93rd minute goal really hurt. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I, I, I know how it ends and I can't, I can't do that to myself. But this, oh, man. Oh, and let me, the point that I was trying to make, the fact of playing Austin, which I think is odd, because I know you're going to get to the Austin game as well. But it's it's next. Yeah, it's the fact that why the hell do we play them back to back? Like, it doesn't, you you know what I mean? Like, it's like you just play your biggest rival, and then they're trying to push this other team from Texas. That's why. And it's annoying. You know, one of these, one of their supporters, he posted something like, Hey, is there any way we can get a thing going like Dallas and Houston have with the cannon? Does anybody want to do that with us? Fuck. No, we don't. You, we have no reason to, you've never been good. I mean, you're good eight games in. I'm not going to, there are, they're playing very well right now and they are punching above their weight considering what they've spent. And the fact that their starter is one of our, one of our outcasts, which, which says a lot that a last place team cut you. Is the routine that he scored six goals already. Not yet. Not yet. But guys, I mean, once he hits seven, that's that magic number. He's going to shut down for a while. He's like the fucking polar bears when it gets warm. He hibernates. When it gets hot, Max, he stops scoring goals. He hates the fucking summers, which is crazy because he's Argentinian. And they, I hear they love the summer, but they 
Hey, Colombians. There's an oldie but goodie. I haven't brought that up in fucking months. Well, that's pretty good, man. So, yeah, they're like ask, they're like asking for this. Like they're begging to be relevant. And, you know, I don't mind them playing us against them back to back. I know why they're trying to do it. They want to keep that momentum and that hype. But here's the thing. If, if Darwin Quintero and Matias Vera and Steve Clark are injured, the best we can hope for is a draw. And that's a risk you run, MLS, of scheduling these games back-to-back. If there is an injury the week before, you are going to dull the shine of the moment. I just made that up. By doing it back-to-back, because you're not going to have the other players and supporters are going to know, like, all right, if we lost, because we would, we would say it's injuries, and it will be injuries. It's because we're, we're at, according to you, that's 25% of our starting lineup. That's three out of 11. And I mean... They're an important three. If those three don't play, like, we are we are fucked. Period. Yeah. Like, is there is yeah. there is do you see any any realm where Michael Nelson, uh, Darwin Saren, and Memo Rodriguez adequately replace the goal output and denial of Steve Clark, Darwin Quintero, and Matias Vera? Yeah, I mean, that's your spine right there. You know, that's definitely the spine of the team. I mean, the only gets the only saving grace is that you're gonna have Hadevi back. So at least at least you skip a line, you know, you kind of are okay on that defensive uh group. But other than that, man, uh, how is the team gonna perform without you know, heck, even if you just have Quintero and Matias out, what are you gonna do? Who's gonna come? You know, we, we become a last place team because okay. that's essentially the same team we had during Tab Ramos's reign. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw it a lot on Twitter of people just completely, you know, we lose one game. Yes, this is a rival, it's a big game. You know, the goals came within five minutes of the match ending, and people were already just saying how, you know, Ted is a sucker for, you know, getting players like Hadavi as NDP contracts. I mean, we have to remember this is all under, you know, MJ. We won't say his real name, but MJ, uh, you know, tenured with the Dynamo. But we we knew this coming in, right? The big names were, already, you know, Hector Guerrero, Hector Herrera, obviously, and, um, you know, a few of the guys like Sebastian. But at this rate, we have to wait till the summer window uh, restarts uh, any transfers. Um, but, I mean... I don't think we're stupid, and I'm sure the front, you know, Pat Onstead is not stupid to see that this this team is a championship team as is. No, 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 it's it's not. We know that it's not. And here's the thing: is if you thought, or if you think that that what has happened in one off season is enough for a championship, you are wrong. There, you're not because the defending champions are NYCFC along with Portland, and if you look at the teams that consistently do well, they do well for a period of time because they're established. We've done shitty for a period of time. We've had shitty players. We've had shitty tactics and shitty coaching. Apparently our players haven't been that shitty because Paulo has worked some wonders with some slight changes, slight differences. All right. You can't say if you put Maxi Aruti of last year and his the form he was in the beginning on this team, I don't think we've lost the game. He started, he did start off very fast last year. But we all know how that goes. Um, but yeah, this is a process. This is, I posted on Twitter, this is like slide seven of Pat's 100 slide PowerPoint. We're in the beginning here. Hadebi was signed under a different GM. We all know how good he is at his job. Oh, wait, he does not have one. And Ted is new to the league. And we've already heard the discussion about buying down Hadebe's contract so he's not a DP and using the spot somewhere else. We've already heard that discussion. We've already seen them work on TAM to keep Coco Karaskia. But it was never a championship team. It was a playoff team. That was the goal. And they fucking said that. Ted Siegel and Pat Onstead said, our goal is the playoffs. Guys, that should be our goal. That's Are we a playoff team with that roster as is? Yes. I mean, not right now. Not with the injuries. No. No. Fully fit. Yes, we are. Fully fit and with a Hector Herrera, yes. Yes, okay. Even without Herrera fully fit, I think this team could compete for a playoff spot. I'm not saying we're not guaranteed. Yeah. 
the be, last two or three games of the year would matter. Yeah, I was going to say the uh, decision day would actually matter. Yeah. Now you add Herrera to that. I mean, then yes, playoff team. Does Herrera turn a playoff team into a championship team? No. Him alone? No. Because here's the issue we're having is our finishing up front has been poor. And Herrera is going to get us the ball back and he's going to create more opportunities for a group of players who right now is out of form. If they get in form, that's one thing. But if they don't, then our XG would go up because we will create more chances. But at the same time, it's quality chances. And we have been early on. We weren't bad at that. We were actually finished. Our finishing wasn't terrible. Our shots on goal, excuse me. Our shots on goal percentage was quite high. Now it is. it has plummeted. And we are a better team fully fit than Austin. But if this is, if this is how we're going to go in, maybe I should save my, uh, my good material for the next one. I, man, what, what do you think about the Austin match coming up? We'll talk about them a little bit too. Like we'll really get into them, but what do you think about the match itself? The match itself, like, again, I, I feel it's it's little cousin kind of or what I, I don't even consider them a little brother so we'll go with little cousin they're just annoying trying to trying to play with with you know the big boys and they're just that little yeah okay perfect thing there's a little chihuahua barking in the corner you know they're just barking 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 the fan base is just you know thinking they're the next big thing um so to me any matches against them, I want, especially at home, uh, I want to win. And it's not, they're getting better in their second year, which is sad to say, you know, but we know we've been there, you know, we won two championships back to back on year one and year two. So it can be done uh, to be better or be good. But um, it, it's, I can feel already drama, you know, the Austin fans are going to, be crying there's gonna be probably a good amount of supporters out here and a few of them are gonna you know say that they got uh that some of the uh, uh either supporters from our yeah eb or the search or someone attacked them and they'll just start drama man that that's just what i'm thinking about that game you know it's just pure drama i think it's gonna happen i think they're gonna fucking end up somebody's gonna get in a fight that night there will be a houston fan and an austin fan that go to blows that night without a fucking doubt. 100% it's going to happen. I just hope that the security in Houston is smarter than the security in Dallas, you know, just in scenarios, you know, we, we were in buses and a random smaller parking lot, but at the end of the day, we still had to go through all the Dallas fans just taunting like all the, the supporter groups. And, you know, there's, you know, supporter group or supporters that don't take that well. You know, and, and it's my my thing is people are going to still come and start arguments. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I hope it doesn't turn into like a Querétaro Atlas by any means. But, uh, yeah, that people are going to get into it for sure. The next time your kid comes through on the headphones, can you throw your hat at him to get him quiet? This is a serious show, damn it. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was like, what is he doing out here anyways? Dude, that- I, I, I totally think that, look, I, I don't think you should go to a soccer game and get beat up. But you can go to a soccer game and be an opposing fan and not get beat up. It's simple. Shut the fuck up. And because they don't, they won't. Excuse me. Because they don't, they will. One of them will say some shit and they will start some shit and then they're going to think, oh, we're fine. You're not fucking fine. That shit happens here. If you don't want us to get in trouble, don't fucking go looking for it. And some of them will. There's going to be a couple of them that are a little hopped up after the trumpet incident of 2021. They're going to want some vengeance. But yeah. guys, we will fuck you up like EB does not play around. They will fuck you up. They are not just saying it. They will fuck you up. So don't do it. No, you know what? I don't know who I'm telling this to. I'm telling this to the Houston fans. I don't think anybody from Austin listens to this show. Which they should be disappointed because you're giving them great advice, man. Yeah. I mean, really just, and I posted on Twitter. I was like, if you guys just be quiet, you'll be fine. I, I went to plenty of Mets and Phillies games as a Mets fan. 
and never once now the girl the one fucking my my ex-wife on the other hand she was always down to start some shit i never did she would always fucking do all the yelling and i was like stop it i'm not gonna fight those three fucking guys i don't i really don't want to like i'm if i'm gonna get in a fight i want it to be because i started it like don't do that shit but i'm not a fucking idiot bro you're gonna dude that that's funny they say that my wife carly goes to games just because she doesn't she doesn't like to be a part of it but once i had four tickets last season and so it was me my wife her sister and i think and her two sisters actually and out of nowhere man they're getting in arguments with other females that have like you know each of them have a boyfriend i'm like what the hell you think i'm gonna do i'm not gonna defend you there's no way it's three against one this is a loose loose situation for all all of us so yeah i'm with you yeah but she she it's it's flattering that she expects you to be able to hold your own against three hey i can get two maybe but that third one's gonna like hit me like in the no-no spot or something and and take me out you know like cheap shot it have you ever been in a fight with more than one person uh with two two people yeah Yeah. but but yeah the odds are not all that great I For fought. Sure. I fought two a couple of times. Once, like once, I don't know. Once I started, once I started a fucking brawl. From one, one of my uh, my friends was getting picked on. It was a grown ass man. He's getting picked on. So I went to the fucking guy that was picking on him, and I knocked him out. Which it turns out there was like fucking ten dudes in the hotel room, and me and my four buddies and these fucking guys just poured out. <clears throat> but I don't know why we're talking about fights. Because, you know, again, great advice for all the Austin fans, you know, oh, yeah. be out don't there. talk shit. Do not talk shit. And God, like. If you guys get beat up, I understand it because you are like Rudy said, you're fucking loud. OK, and most of our supporters aren't. We are not like a loud, you know, in your face club. I do it, but I do it because it creates impressions on Twitter and those are important. OK. Um, I also do it because I like pissing them off. So you're like whore. That's what you are. I'm a little whorish. I'm a little whorish. The attention um, whore engine comes out every now and then. A little bit. Well, you know what? I guess I could tell you a quick little story about this weekend. So um, I've I've made love, done the deed, on various various types of drugs, but never on hallucinogens, Rudy. Never. Not once. However, Friday night, that all came to a crashing halt. Now, I don't think it's recommended to make love while on hallucinogens, but I did it anyway. And let me tell you, I I ended up taking shrooms out in the woods, and it got to the point where I literally could not see. Because when I would look at the fire and I would look away, my pupils wouldn't, they wouldn't do what they're supposed to. I couldn't see. I was like literally blind unless I used the LED lights, which are totally obnoxious. But we were laying there just under a sheet, camping out. Now, we, we rented the spot from a dude's ranch. So we were on somebody's ranch. And on ranches, they hunt. On this ranch, they hunted. Rudy, what do they usually have on ranches where they hunt game? What is usually on them? Usually deer. And then how do they know where the deer are? What do they use? Don't they have cameras and stuff like that? Some of them have cameras, Rudy. Now, I, I don't know if this ranch had cameras. We were in a very secluded spot, but I will tell you this. If they had cameras, they got quite a show from about 11 p.m. to about 1 a.m. I'm talking full nudity. I don't know where the sheets went, but the fire was blazing and so was the action. It was it was the best sex of my life. Like it was like it was like an outer body experience. And I'm not I'm telling you, I've, I've now made love while on hallucinogenic mushrooms. And I can tell you. It was like a fucking outer body experience, man. Like, but it was like everything that I did, she knew and everything she wanted. I knew it was the weirdest shit, but also the most amazing. Now, if you're going to try this, only start with one mushroom because I don't know how everybody reacts to them. This was me off like six or seven over the course of five hours. But yeah, if they have ranch cameras, A, they got quite a show and B, we are not going to be invited back. Well, maybe they will. Maybe we'll get a fucking cheaper rate. Yeah. Like it, oh, I was yeah. gonna say, what if you woke up and you're actually having sex with a deer? What would it? Well, how? Well, is the deer alive? That's right, my first question. 
I probably not. You probably killed it, man. I don't think a naked me on mushrooms could track and kill a deer with my bare hands. I couldn't fucking see within 10 feet of a fire. Like, so that's my point. That's my point. They may have had sex with a deer and then some, you know, maybe eventually your, your girl got in between. So you actually maybe. So you think my penis is big enough to kill a deer? (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't, you said it was pretty intense, man. I don't know how. Oh my God. Do you know she, she, okay. So you know how like girls, women, at some point, they're going to tell us what they think of our penises, of our dicks. They give us like a short description, like uh, it's better than I thought or like, oh, yeah, it's definitely bigger than average. You know what she told me? She of course you don't. You weren't fucking there. Why am I even? At, what? Why do people ask that? It's rude of me. Right. She, told, she goes, you have the perfect dick. And I started thinking about this. Like I have four children and and. Maybe I do. And that is awesome and a fucking curse because uh, if you don't like condoms, which I always, I always say I'm allergic to latex. I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. I just say I don't, I don't use them, but uh, yeah, it's a curse. If that's true. And I'm beginning to think it is because it's never the fucking problem, but this was like, Oh my God, I've never had sex like this in my life. And uh, uh, I'm at a loss for words. It was the most amazing fucking thing I've ever experienced. Whew. Makes me smile just thinking about it. You're smiling too. Yeah, I'm smiling because the way you just like, I don't know, you gave a shimmy or something. Yeah, man, a little shimmy and a shake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when it comes to Austin, I hope we fucking win. I think with the amount of injuries we're looking at, I, I seriously think a draw is the best we can hope for. I don't want to lose to him because I fucking hate them and it would be depressing. Yeah, we didn't we lost in preseason and it doesn't mean anything, but we should never take, you know, a 3-0 loss from Austin at home. No matter what. Now I don't know if this is tacky or just rubbing salt in the wound, but I'm literally going to repost that same joke I posted for the pregame that they all got mad about and were like rape jokes. I'm doing it again. I'm gonna, what do you think? I want to trot it out again. I don't. I want to see if they all, anybody missed it the first time around. Well, what if it jinxed it? <laughs> well, look, I, I wrote today. Like, I keep trying to think of a joke, but I cannot. I can't, and I can't do it. I can't do this joke. I can't get anyone out of my head that doesn't involve Bill Cosby, like a simile or a metaphor involving Bill Cosby and Austin FC supporters. I can't think of anything but him, and it's like I cannot do that yet. It hasn't been long enough. At some point, she said, oh, I have the perfect dick, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's pretty good, man. I went, dude, you said uh, they give you a short description. I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a, a short description is a way to go there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want them to be too graphic. Like, I've, dude, I've <laughs> seen my penis. Like, it is not something I'd be like, yo, it's pretty. It's fucking not. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I'm in like, like hairs and weird spots. Like, what's going on here? I meant like a literal, you know, a description oh, a of a short, short description. Yeah. Huh. No, 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 no. I am but, totally fine down there. But uh, no, when it comes to Austin, man, I think uh, you should probably not do that one just because I just want do it afterwards. Do it afterwards. Like as soon as we win, then then it, it makes more sense. You'd be like, hey, you see this right here? You see this? This is when it matters. And that's what she said, you know? Hmm. I don't know. You know, I'm going to make whatever decision I'm going to make. Oh, for sure. Just God, I, I want to drop a Bill Cosby one. And I know I should not. I know it hasn't been long enough. Could I do an OJ one? Could I do like an OJ fucking rip your head? We're going to we're going to tear your heads off like OJ Simpson. No, you're laughing, but you're not going uh. to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way would I put that on Twitter. No, I just say it here for my fucking dedicated listeners. Oh man, yeah, I gotta do. I gotta do something because I hate those pricks and I, I like getting under their skin because they take it so personal. And like, they're like, soft, I, man. They're soft. they're so soft. And I like it when the ones with like thirty-two followers that have had accounts and like since like twenty fifteen try to jump in. It's like, bitch, you're not my target audience. And nobody's listening to you. Obviously, you've been here for seven fucking years and. You have as many followers as I have pairs of shoes. 
I don't have 35. The courses of my life, I think I've had 35. My daughter has 20 fucking pairs of shoes and she's only nine. Some man is in for an expensive ride with my, with that one. I'll tell you what, or woman, who knows? That's the worst. Here's Every time I move houses, man, I'm like, get rid of a pair of shoes for God's sakes. You have daughters, right? Yeah, I have one. She's so, almost son? two. You have sons? I have, yeah, I have one. Okay, so I have two and two. And this scenario came up the other day. And I'm going to give you a scenario, and I want you to tell me how you feel. And then I'm going to tell you how I felt. You ready? Okay. Your daughter has a boyfriend. Would you let your daughter's boyfriend sleep over at your house while you, she lived there and was in high school, like 15 years old? Call him 15. No. Okay. Your son has a girlfriend. He's 15. He asks you, can she sleep over? What do you say? No. Okay. Your daughter has a girlfriend. She's 15. She asked you, can she sleep over? What do you say? Yes. Fucking so did I. And I said yes to the boys too. Mm. And you know what it is? It's that fucking pregnancy. Yeah. That's what we're all worried about. Okay. Not in my house, man. No way. Like, oh my God. It's crazy. It's like, no, you can't get pregnant that way. So you guys can fucking do whatever you want. Go ahead. Knock yourselves out. Just don't wake up me and your mother. Well, not me and your mother. That would be weird because I'm divorced from their moms and I ain't never going back. Never going back. Yeah, dude. It's crazy and fucking hilarious. Well, Rudy, even though I said I was going to take away your second plug, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let you give it to us the way we're going to give it to Austin FC this weekend. Give it to us slow, but give it to us long and hard. You you keep trying to... My favorite thing from the office is that's what she said, man. And I I think I've kind of run out of those counts in this episode, my brother. But uh, yeah, we're... uh, Rio here with Dynamo Theory. Check out dynamotheory.com. I am terrible at doing these uh, plugs because in my show, Christian's the one that does them all the time, so I always forget. But uh, you can check us out at uh, Dynamo Theory and Twitter and in the Instagram. We're trying to grow that IG. We're trying to give tickets every now and then to you know kind of continue it. Um, growing the community, man. It's all about growing the the community of soccer. Uh, you know, with all this podcasters like like finn and myself and all the other ones that there are too many to mention and the ones that finn has issues with every now and then i don't have issues <laughs> you know what is it fucking uh imitation is the highest form of flattery that's fine I, you know but the thing is like i went out of my comfort zone and i branched out and i was like i'm gonna try and get somebody else on and they were like i want to do it i don't want to fight over people and, and you know I'm super. I'm glad you got reached out to Edson because I remember I was supposed to reach out to him and I kind of never did. And that was not just for the, you know, RGV matches in general. Now, I will tell I'm going to tell you a little secret about that episode that everybody that episode didn't do very well. Apparently, a lot of our supporters are not interested in hearing about RGV. Either way, I'm still going to fucking do it when we play them again. However, you guys missed a lot of the conversation because we really went a lot further into depth depth on one of the topics of one of the questions and Edson asked me to edit it out and I did. So there's about seven to nine minutes in there where we kind of get into it. Not, we don't like, not him and I, but like we get into the, he gets into these, these, uh, these things, these rumors. And at the end of the day, he was like, I don't want it in there. And I was like, all right, cool. I didn't even know like it would be a big deal, but so if you didn't listen to that episode, go see if you can figure out what I'm talking about. Because I'm not going to tell you. Because if I fucking told you all, I'd be like ruining my uh, Edson's trust in me. And I'm not like that. Mm, interesting. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah. A, it was a good uh, one. Yeah, it was a good episode. Edson's a cool guy. And I'm just glad that we did what we were supposed to against RGV. That would have been embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, we were going to win that match. I'm kind of yeah. glad that we didn't like austin fc going back to it, playing like literally other starters and still losing was amazing was, uh, it's embarrassing san antonio are pretty good but fuck you know what san antonio should have gotten that team man they really should have they're a bigger market they have the right audience they should have gotten the team well especially when like austin ball dissolved because of austin fc that was kind of messed up too you know well here here's my situation with austin fc 
I think their supporters have the right idea. Granted, you're fucking stupid and you guys just yell because you're all drinking and you have no idea what's going on. Also, you have people in fucking Speedos leading chants. That's weird. That's fucking weird. Okay, I don't care where you live. People in San Francisco would be like, that's too much. You know, but like, that's fucking too much. Here's my deal with them. The amount of profit and revenue generated by Austin FC in their first year Look at what your front office spend. What you're fucking stupid about is you don't see what your FO is really all about, which is their bottom line. And I'm here for it. They are going to fucking rape them financially. They don't care. And they've, they've still put it, what they have on the field, that's not a fucking second place team. That's not a second place team. That's an it's, overachieving team. Just because uh, my kid's going to start screaming and it's okay. I'm just going to finish with what you just said, man. I paid $25 for a bus ride from Houston to Dallas and back and a ticket to the stadium, 25 bucks. I think I saw that uh, Austin to come to Houston, they're charging like $75 for yeah, the same crazy. exact thing. It's ridiculous. Well, they're just going to pass the cost out and that's their supporters group doing it. Like they've also set um, Austin also has ridiculous prices for SGs for their tickets as well. Cause somebody, Luis dollar, from uh, FC Dallas, one of the, the El Matador leader. You know, it must be nice to be like this age and able to do all that. Like kudos to you guys for chasing your dreams. Some of us have to go work. Um, he posted a thing about how their one ticket to Austin as a supporters group is equal to one fourth of their entire season tickets through FC Dallas. One That's ticket crazy. To That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So That's like, ridiculous. yeah, it's what they don't see is their front office doesn't really give a shit about the product. Cause if they did, they would have made a bigger signing than Maxi Arruti. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. It's I don't know. Austin is a little California that just wants to get all that money, man. Get it. they're greedy. That's why they're green. That's really why they're green. I think they're just greedy. I just and they're man. Part of me wishes they had flipped the uh, the translation from English to Spanish, but you know they never would green and i'm not even going to say it somebody posted something with that and i was like huh that's why they're uh verde and black and i was like oh they want to do the half and half to feel to, to both demographics and i was like why didn't they oh it makes sense now why didn't they go green and you know but yeah i get it it wouldn't go over very well Mm-mm. but that's been it rudy thanks for stopping by it's been a pleasure to see you what's up uh, that's been the Houston Dynapod podcast. I'm Finister and go Dynamo. Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Felice with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.